For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. And at this moment, I always thank our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care, for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. But today I have a really special treat because my daughter is associated with Home Instead Senior Care, Ellen Craffy Trant. And she has come on the show today to do me a very special favor. So I want to welcome you, Ellen, on so many levels. Thanks for being with me. Hi. Thank you, Mom. Okay, so let me explain to our reading and listening friends what we're doing today that's different. I I am actually breaking out in a sweat, Ellen. I cannot believe it. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good for me. So Ellen is going to ask me questions today, and she's going to interview me for a change. And the reason is I have this book coming out, and I'm supposed to talk about it. And so I didn't want to do a monologue. And so she's just going to help me by asking me a bunch of questions and get me going to talk about it. But um, it is it is really good for me in this way. I interview people every week, and they're always nervous, Ellen. And I have to send them emails ahead of time and tell them, oh, it's so easy. Don't worry about it. And I honestly, I was a little bit nauseous this morning. Well, I'm really intimidating, so I can understand. <laughs> I'm so glad you're with me because this is so it's so easy to ask other people questions about themselves. It's very hard for me to talk about myself. Well, I mean, so, it's easy to say yes to putting your mom in the hot seat. How often do you get to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I knew you would make me laugh, and that's always good because it just helps your body relax a little bit. Okay, so without any further comment from me about how nervous I am, I'm just going to turn this over to you, Ellen, and let you run with it. Well, I, I first want to say I'm really proud of you. What, what book number is this for you? Okay, so this book is actually the one I wrote second, but it's coming out first. And it's called The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversation. So I'm, I'm so excited about There's a story that goes with it, of course, personally. But also, the, I'm just excited about all the content that it's in, in it because I think it will change people's way of thinking about how they can use their conversations to really accomplish the kind of intimacy they want in their lives. So I'm excited about all that. Well, I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for those who get to be a part of reading your book. Um, I wanted to share with you, if you're willing, one of my first memories. This was, so I'm 33, and my first memory of you saying and talking about the fact that you wanted to be a writer to positively affect other people's lives what I have, I think I was less than 10 and we were at the Jameson's house and I don't even remember how it came up in conversation, but I remember just sort of that planted a seed in my heart of hope for you as my mom. So to see it come to fruition is really exciting and fun. 
Think about so, how many years ago it was. Thanks for sharing that. You know, we spent a lot of happy hours at the Jameson's house. Now, te- well, I was going to say, tell us how, like, so we can go back in time that far back, but how, how did conversations come? Like, how did this topic of conversations come out of that seed that was in your heart, even predating me? Well, you know, that's such a great question. When I, when I think about those years at the Jamison's house, for instance, I'd already started a book then and, and it, it did, did not, I just couldn't finish. I didn't know how to do it. But what's really cool about that is uh, John Trent, Trent, I always say Trent now that you're married, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to look to see which one of you is spelled which way because I've been so familiar with his work for so long that uh, I actually sometimes get confused and spell your name with an E. But um, he and his wife were at Pine Cove, and I, I wanted to write a book so badly, and I told them about it, and they were so sweet about it. And encouraged me so much. Of course, he wrote the blessings so naturally he would bless people, right? Yes. But that really planted a seed for me like I could do this, even though it might take forever. But I want to tell you the end of that story just real quick to share with people. This is how God works. I'm going to start crying. That was that was probably 30 years ago. And uh, he actually endorsed this book for me. Mm. And. I know. And so for me, it's like, wow, I can't believe it. After all these years, that blessing that he put on my life and his beautiful wife, they did that for me uh, 30 years ago. And so here we are. So you weren't imagining that, Ellen. It's been on my heart to write for so long. Well, isn't that how blessings are? They just, um, if you let them, they just are exponential, right? And and the only way you can replay a blessing is really to pass it on to other people, and you're doing this. So let's talk about uh, The Well. I love the title, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just so if you're listening, you need to know, I called Ellen, and I said, I don't like the title. Could you name it for me? And she goes, well, let's think of a visual image. What about The Well? <laughs> <laughs> but not, I, not just because we talked about it, right? But authentic. I think when, you know, one of the highest compliments I've ever received is somebody said, you're so authentic, but I credit you with that. I think the title is appropriate for you as the author in your life. I think you live an authentic life. And so, so tell us what, what makes your, your book different from all the other conversation books and all the other community. It's really a communication book, right? Yes, it is. Here's here's my story a little bit, Ellie, because you asked me to even go back before you were born. And, and I got myself into some pretty bad situations because I was not good at relationships, in my opinion, looking back. And, I mean, who is when they're a kid, right? You have to learn a lot of stuff to be good at them. Sure. But when I, when I was a kid, and, I, and everybody does this, we all kind of look around and try to figure it out. And I used to think, I mean, I was analytical enough even as a little kid to think, why are some people good at this? And they seem to make friends easily. And I don't. I mean, I just felt like I was I was off-putting. Like, And I think looking back, some of my feeling of unlovableness came mm-hmm. because it was a communication issue. I, I'd grown up in this house where we just said what we thought. And and uh, my mother was very diplomatic, but my dad was pretty much, you know, ADHD. <laughs> he would just say what he thought, and he kind of taught us to do that, too. And I, I definitely think there's a place for that, and I even go into that in the book quite a bit, like when to speak assertively. But as a little kid, blurting things out 
probably cost me some sweet friendships along the way because I didn't know how to monitor my thoughts very well. And, you know, when you're young, your thoughts can be really uh, not very nice, right? Sure. So, uh, but anyway, I think one thing my parents did for me that I'm so grateful for, and, and I know if I ask you what's one of Mima's most famous quotes, you'll probably pick the very one I'm thinking of. So <laughs> let me just ask you and see if you can come up with, if we're thinking the same thing. We taught our children to think and we're surprised when they thought differently. Yeah. We taught our kids <laughs> to think for themselves and we were surprised when they didn't agree with us. And she used to say that all the time. And of course, the first time she said it, I laughed so hard and I wrote it down right then because I didn't want to forget it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of became her, one of her quotes that we used a lot that she just thought was hilarious that we picked up on that. Right. But that was such a true thing. I mean, that, my dad really worked at teaching us to think for ourselves. And uh, my mother, of course, being the more diplomatic one, probably didn't like some of the things that came out of our mouth. <laughs> she tried really hard on that with me, and it just didn't take. But what I did begin to understand, especially, uh, well, you know so much of my story that it's kind of almost hard for me to tell it all, but Uh, as I got to be a young adult and I was still struggling with some of these communication issues. And then I studied communications at the university of Texas. That was my major. Yeah. Isn't that ironic in life, right? Public relations. (laughs) My dad. Yeah. My dad suggested I go into that. I think he was actually right, but prophetic even, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I think, okay, so I got all these great courses on it, but I, I had this real deep, seated sense of isolation and an inability to connect with people. So I felt very isolated and I lacked intimacy in my life as a young adult, really feel that. Mm -hmm. And so that led to some really bad decisions about relationships and an abortion, which if you, if you're listening to me for the first time, I hate to spring a word like that on anyone unexpectedly, but that was part of my story. And and you you want to know more about that. It's so easy to find it on our website because I've, written quite a bit about it, but, uh, and that's not the point of today's episode, but more about, okay, so how can great communication skills change your life? And so for me, uh, when I was, there's things that came out of the book, like one of the things I knew from the intro on, as soon as I wrote it, I knew this was something I definitely wanted on every page. And that is communication is really the basis of all companionship. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Jesus say, is, Amen. Yeah. And Jesus <laughs> is a great communicator. So those two thoughts are so crucial for our lives. And I felt that was worthy of a book. You know? So I, so I'm biased, I, but I think you're right and I think it's brilliant. And I think we have like we're probably fixing to have to go to the break. So I don't want to keep, get on to something too much, but what I want to talk about when we come back is how that how that can change my life and how it can change other people's lives to be a very excellent communicator and how we can learn about that from Jesus. I don't want to forget, Ellen, because by the time this episode comes out, I think the book is going to be right around the corner. So the book is The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversation. And that my website is Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. You can sign up for our blogs there. I hope you will. Every week we interview somebody we think is amazing. We're, we're so privileged to do that. And then we put that out there so people can find answers to the any kind of crisis or any kind of question or isolation you may feel 
you can find somebody heroic that's been on our show to talk about that. So anyway, those are all great things. We have about 30 seconds to the break. Ellen, anything else you want to talk about quick? No, I'm just very excited for you, and that's a good little teaser. And I think you had mentioned there were 40 uh, specific things you've sort of drawn from Jesus' life that we'll sort of talk about here. That's so true. At least 40 things. Those are the things <laughs> I noticed. 40 different right. things. That's a bunch. So stay with us. Te- Truth with the Texas Twang right here, and we'll be right back after these messages. Don't leave because you're going to want to hear some of the things Jesus did. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. Okay, Ellen, this is just cracking me up because (laughs) I'm so used to you. For people who don't know Ellen's background, she has an amazing background. She owns owns this small business now with her husband, Home Instead, and they provide uh, care for aging people and, you know, single single moms when they need to have surgery and need someone to help them when they get home from the hospital, all that. But she has this background in media, 
So Ellie in the in the break, Ellen asked me, "Now who's gonna come? Who's gonna do the? I forget what she called it. <laughs> like she knows the right lingo for what we're doing." And I'm I, I I'm suddenly panicking. I'm like, I don't know. I'm used to doing it myself. <laughs> okay, but before we left, we were talking about Jesus. When I started, so I started searching scripture. Because once I got married, I realized Dave and I were having arguments over things that were didn't matter. Like, you know, our marriage was starting to unravel over nothing. Mm-hmm. And I could handle that for a while, but after a while, it was too much. So right. I had to do something different. So I started searching the scripture, believing that conversation and good communication are the basis of companionship. If you want intimacy in your relationships, You've got to be able to talk openly mm-hmm. and share stuff. So I had to figure out how to do that. And and I knew Jesus was the master communicator. He left heaven to come to earth to communicate with us. And that's just really important information. So I knew if I just searched there, I would find out what he was doing. I mean, think about it. Everything he shared, we are still talking about today. He, he was true. amazing. Even people that don't think he's the savior and think they don't need him in their life, they still talk about him as one of the greatest teachers of all times of, right. of human history. Right. So there's no doubt he's one of the best communicators that ever lived. Even to people who don't, who are not Christians and don't believe the Bible, still think that. Sure. So anyway, I figured if I could get in there and figure out what he was doing, maybe I could pick up some tips. So <laughs> I turn. One of my favorite stories is John four, the woman at the well, and yes. it is now. But when I first read that story as a young believer, I got, I got, I, I asked Jesus into my heart when I was 19 and I was, my life was pretty much a mess. And so I really related to the fact that the people in her community saw her as a promiscuous woman. And I was really ashamed to even admit that I identified with her because I didn't want anybody to suspect my, you know, what I was doing. Mm. So, um, I never even told anybody it was an amazing story to me. I just, but I did teach it one time and I had to do a little devotion at campus crusade and, they invited me to do it, and, and I taught out of there. But even so, it just made me so uncomfortable. So this time, it was probably been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, when I really began to dig into these principles, it my whole perspective was like it was like a upside-down backflip. Mm. So I really learned a lot of stuff about her and some of our preconceived ideas we have in our culture about who she was and what she was about. So I, People just kind of gloss over that story. Well, yeah, because you probably feel embarrassed like I did. Some people might. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to teach that one, you know? You, have to admit, you were kind of like her, right? <laughs> But or I, or you teach it and they go, wow, you were really good at teaching it. <laughs> how are yeah, you so good at I, it? <laughs> how do you know so much about that topic? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have to take the questions afterwards, right? <laughs> so, but I tell you what, this this latest round of attention that I've given to that, which started probably it's probably been ten or fifteen years ago that I began to make notes on these conversational. Uh, strategies that Jesus had, but that he changed. She went from being an lonesome, alone woman at the well to being an influential person in her community so that her whole community was transformed as a result of her message. So who who would, who would not want to get to be that, right? Yeah. If we're looking for intimacy, there it is. 
going from alone to surrounded by people who respect and love and admire and, and listen to you. Oh my gosh, that's every woman wants that. And honestly, from my study of the woman at the well, one thing that I is clear to me, God intends for every woman to have that Ellen. Mm. It is. And there is. And the thing that I try to say as often as people will let me, if they let me teach, I try to include this. The one thing that is different about her is she was ready to hear what he said. Mm. She was, she was willing and ready to hear his message and be Ooh. honest with him. Ooh, that's a good teaser right there. Isn't that amazing? Uh-huh. Well, yes. so there's, there, you know, because when I started writing these books, like I've got one coming out about marriage right at the first of 2021, and people would laugh at me because I'm not a psychologist, right? And I, I would say, yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> they just don't that. know you. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say, it's just, I, I mean, I didn't even disagree. I thought it was weird myself, but you know, sometimes God tells you to do something. You just do it anyway. So I'd written the marriage book and then I came back and wrote this conversation book. But in the process, the conversation book really convinced me that I could claim the influence God had for me, not based on me at all, but based on the fact that I was willing and ready sure. to obey him. Mm. And so her, her ministry, the woman at the well has a ministry in my life. And for sure, that's one part of it is knowing if you're ready, God will use you. He is seeking you out. Like he will come find you if you're ready. Isn't that great? So you don't yes. have to worry about credentials at all. I take a whole chapter. Very comforting. To deal with. <laughs> I know. I take, yeah, it's a little scary too. I take a whole <laughs> chapter to deal with credentials or lack of credentials or the judgments that people make about our credentials. And I just, I just know now you can ignore the negative things people say about your lack of credentials because if God is in it, he's going to do it. Who would have ever thought I would have two book contracts with two different publishers in the same year mm. that's crazy it is it is yeah and that's, so, it's, yeah it's anyway god just wanted to exciting. do what he wanted to do and he didn't need anybody's help including mine all i had to do was be willing to obey and ready to obey and then just one step at a time do what he told me to do so we got these great principles from him i want to really talk about those do you have anything in particular sure. you want me to expand on well, so uh, communication is just such a vital topic in every part of life. You can be the best leader, the best mom, the best husband, but if you can't communicate well, it's going to really sabotage your relationship. And I know you talked about how uh, John Form 4 really transformed your conversations with dad. Do you want to delve into that a little more specifically? Yeah, I think it's. I think what you just said is so true. I mean, we're looking at a culture right now that is tripping and we're actually having violence because people don't know how to talk. I mean, think about and there's that. a million communication books out there. So like what is not being said, right? Right. Right. That is so good. Okay. So because we're going to run out of time and when we do, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this out, but we're going to do another episode. Uh, Ellen's going to ask me more questions and what I've learned from studying all this. And I'm going to go into a lot more detail about this. So please look for that episode. I think we're going to call that, uh, but, uh, but what did we decide, Ellie? The this search for influence unity, which makes sense in today's time and authentic conversation. Yes. Okay. So that's going to be the other episode. So really watch for that. But as far as this question right now about how conversation can transform and what do we need to do differently? 
So one thing that was really clear to me from what Jesus always did is he asked better questions and he asked them very tenderly. Mm. And you can really see that in the, um, I, I mean, I love the one he did with the, the, I, w- I wish I could just quote it off. I hate to misquote scripture, but you know, he asked, uh, the, when the woman was being stoned and, and he, he, he raised her up, he said, go sin no more. But before that, he asked her, where's your accuser? Hmm. I mean, what a tender question to ask her. Where's the person that accuses you? Um, and yeah, uh, anyway, so he asked really great questions, very tender ones. And that was one thing I learned that I wasn't doing very well. Like for, especially with your dad, I would just tell him what yeah. I thought. I'm actually <laughs> sitting here being a little convicted. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not convict myself because we all women do that. We, we think we know stuff. We, and we honestly, honestly, we do know stuff. Blurt <laughs> <laughs> it out to our husbands and they don't take it the way we meant it. Um, and actually, I do a chapter on that, too, because one of the things I really discovered in Scripture is that God intended we, we are pre-designed to be with people who seek wisdom, women especially. Mm-hmm. We're specifically created for that, and that's one of our callings. And so naturally, we do want to share the wisdom that we accumulate. So I gave a whole chapter of that to give women confidence, like, don't be surprised. People will reject it, but really, it's your design, and it's okay to claim that, too. Sure. Um, okay, so tender questions, really accumulating wisdom and being very tender with it. I think the other thing Jesus did, and we really see it in John 4, is he 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 told the truth himself, and he invited her to tell the truth. Mm. You know, like... Um, he, he says to her, uh, you know, go get your husband. And, uh, that's just, that was just an invitation. Like she could have even gone and left and never came back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically. I mean, that would have been a temptation, I think for me, but he really invites her to be open and honest with him. And then because she does acknowledge that she doesn't have a husband. Well, then uh, the whole conversation takes this amazing trajectory uh, towards all this powerful influence that he's about to give her mm. and uh, open up for her. And she opens it for herself by participating in that process with him of being very, very truthful. And I think for me, the thing that the lesson in that more than anything that I've seen when I first started this, every bit of it was scary for me. But uh, even before that, I began to talk about my abortion in public, as you know. And yes, we had long conversations about that as a family because I knew it would reflect on everyone in the family. And so there was a lot about that that happened behind the scenes before we ever did anything in public. But I also was really afraid. And, and what I soon discovered is the more vulnerable and authentic I was and the more willing I was to trust God with that, the more uh, he brought other women into my life to tell me their stories. Now I'm getting the cue that we only have 30 seconds left. (laughs) People are just going to have to read the book, mom. They're going to have to read the book. Book is the well, the art of drawing out authentic conversations. Kathy crafty K R A F is in Frank V is in Victor is in Edward.com. Ellie, thank you so much for asking me questions. So I would be brave enough (laughs) to Congratulations. Listening in. I hope you will find us. We live for this kind of conversation with you. Thanks for being with us. 
you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, totally. Diane Key.